I'm your host, my name's Erin Harrington, and this episode, The Great Nerdy Cake Off, is going to turn into a complete bun fight as we whisk our way through the rich, dense world of cake and baked goods. One team will rise to the occasion, the other will take a beating, but no matter which way you slice it, cookies are always enabled. So we have four panellists tonight, and as they introduce themselves, I'd like them to tell us what cake from the, the thing that I'm holding in my hand... <laughs> An, an early 1980s version of the iconic Australian Women's Weekly birthday cake book. Which cake from this book they either had and loved or always wanted? So we'll start on my right. Uh, hello, my name's Ben Allen. I'm an omnivorous biped. And uh, <laughs> if I was the type of cake, I think I would be fruitcake because my grandma liked me. <laughs> Very good. Hello, my name's Tara. Um, I am a microbiologist and improviser. Um, and if I was a type of cake, I think I would be a banana cake because it's better when you put them in the freezer. Like you take the bananas and they're kind of black, and then you you take them, put them in the freezer, and it's just like it takes a while to get to the good stuff. Is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tara and Ben. And what is your team name? We are don't go cake in my heart. Oh, <laughs> very good. And over to my left. Kia ora, I'm Mawata Tamara and I'm a cake-based life form. Um, <laughs> and if I could be any of the cakes from uh, the Australian Women's Weekly Children's Birthday Cake book, I would be the pool, swimming pool cake. Oh, I'm oh like, bold choice. Yes, I'm um, kind of brown around the outside and like hella wobbly in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> and also if you want to get in the pool... You got to use the tiny ladder that's made from two musk sticks and some licorice, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you shouldn't, you really, really shouldn't. Don't know. Know. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, kia ora, my name's uh, Jeff Clark. I'm an improviser comedian, uh, also performer as Gary Starlight, uh, singer slash songwriter slash uh, entertainer. And um, if, I was, uh, if I was any specific type of cake, I would probably be ice cream cake. Because I, I don't w- do well in hot weather and I tend to get swarmed by kids at birthday parties. Um, but if I was a cake from that particular cake book, I would absolutely be the robot cake, which I had the good fortune to be given for one of my birthdays. Ooh. I will not say if it's double digits or not. <laughs> Very good. And what is your team name? We are Tea Cake 421. Very good. Introducing Tea Cake 421. <laughs> Serving up scores in the kitchen tonight is Scott Curry. Hello, Scott. Oh, 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 hello there. Hello there, Erin. I didn't see you there. I was busy in my, my kitchen studio baking a, <laughs> a tasty, tasty cake uh, for my, my niece uh, in the shape of Katniss Everdeen. Uh, very tasty. Uh, uh, hello there. Don't mind me. I just get my spatula and my, my colander. That's... It's a pasta cake. That's... <laughs> That's, that's great. And so we'll be checking back in on Scott periodically as the episode continues. But before we continue, I'd like to especially thank our sponsor tonight, an actual real-life non-joke sponsor, The Cake Eating Company, who have supplied us, the panellists, and the audience with beautiful cakes tonight. So they specialise in everything sweet from gorgeous and grand wedding cakes to petit four to chocolates and desserts oozing with decadence and flavour. How are you finding the cake tonight, audience? <laughs> 
They've given us three remarkable cakes. One is a Snickers cake with chocolate peanut butter and caramel. Uh, one is a chocolate buttermilk cake with raspberry and vanilla mascarpone. And one is a caramel espresso salted caramel white chocolate mud cake with espresso buttercream and Bailey's caramel. <laughs> oh, and so for the rest good. of the show, I'm just going to be sitting here rubbing my belly. Yeah. <laughs> we, we will be delivering the show from our state of diabetic coma. But you can uh, head to their website, which is www.thecakeeatingco.co.nz. And I'll tell you a little bit more about them later on, including taco and dessert night and their upcoming Mother's Day high tea. Uh, but let's start now. I'd like each team to roll for initiative. Five. <laughs> Nineteen. Oh, so we're going to start with tea cake 421. This round is nerd quotient, hashtag cake news. An unevenly baked, uh, half-baked batch of news items and pop cultural trivia. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a word, and you need to tell me how it is related in some way to cake. Your word is cyberbullying. Cyberbullying. Well, um, obvious connections to that is uh, cookies that are used on websites. So cookies are are part of cyberbullying. Cookies go very nicely as a topping on a cake or as a base for a cake, if you're having a cheesecake. Or... If I'm on Twitter and I say, I'd like some cake, and nobody gives me any, that is (laughs) cyberbullying. Look it up. Might might be a tragedy, but don't know about cyberbullying. I'm going to hand it over to Don't Go Caking My Heart. I'm talking um, about a specific... Yeah, I know Gordon Ramsay's Twitter feed. People tweet uh, stuff they've made to him in the kitchen, and he comes back like, looks like dog's bollocks, you know, like... So maybe people send him a cake that he might... Tear into them a little bit, like and but people queue up for this for some reason to be taught in you one by Gordon Ramsay. I don't know why. Cake masochism. Yeah, 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 yeah. What I'm actually thinking about is um, a recently opened Brooklyn-based bakery and detective agency called <laughs> <laughs> called Troll Cakes. You can check it out at trollcakes.com. And so they will take a rude internet comment and bake it into a cake, and then box it up and send it to whoever said it, uh, complete with a copy of their original comment. So, <laughs> so, so you literally make them eat. The their words. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cake-making and detective agency. No, and, and I'll tell you why, though. Um, because the, the first option you can have is that you can send the troll comment to the address of the commenter, or for an extra fee, the bakery will investigate them for you and mail it to either their home or workplace. <laughs> there, there is a third option, too. It's called the Tiny Hands Special, and they will send a cake with your preferred Trump tweet to the White House. <laughs> that sounds actually... a bit like that thing going on with that Westland Council at the moment, where that uh, people were cake decorators and also sewage plant designers or something weird like that. I'm, I'm pleased you've said that because that was actually going to be the next question. Ah. So, so, so you get to have a point for that and I'll come back to that in just a minute and you can tell me a bit more about it. But I did want to tell you some of the, the wonderful cakes in the gallery of trollcakes.com um, are adorned with such messages as crash in a plane and your mom is obese and my favourite, the very passive aggressive, uh, sorry you're such a hateful person, Beth. <laughs> you can just hear them. I'm sorry, you're such a hateful person, Beth. I do love that your your sorry your mama's obese and then sending them a cake with that written on it. It's kind of a self fulfilling prophecy. It's kind of beautiful, okay. isn't it? Mm. Well, so I'll I'll go over to don't go cake in my heart because you have preempted the next question, which was how does the word sewage relate to cakes? Yeah, so the, the there's a big investigation going on in one of the 
Is it just the Westland District Westland Council? District. Westland yeah. District Council. So they had a, a, a they needed a new sewage plant in in one of the towns. I'm going to say Repton just because that's my default West Coast town. <laughs> but probably wasn't them. But they needed to build a new sewage plant, and uh, somebody awarded the contract for designing and building this twenty or fifteen or twenty million dollar sewage plant to a firm in Auckland that was had only previously operated as a cake decorator. <laughs> That's, that's great. That's, I mean, you can get as many points as um, our kitchen whiz sees fit for that one. Because recent local news, for those of you who aren't from New Zealand, uh, is about this really convoluted and messy situation involving, as you say, infrastructure in uh, the Westland District Council. So this is uh, a district council in the very southern west coast of New Zealand, of the South Island. It's a very large area with a very small population. And the mayor confirmed last month that the council is going to proceed with this very controversial contract with techno-economic services uh, to upgrade uh, to two water treatment plants, um, one in Kumara and one in Whataroa, which is near Franz Josef Glacier. And so there were these revelations, as you say, that the director of TES, um, a recent immigrant from India called Neha Bubna, is a cake decorator from <laughs> South Auckland with absolutely no experience of sewage plants. And it's just a big piece of, um, a big bizarre puzzle involving, as stuff.co.nz likes to call it, quote, allegations of fraud, backstabbing and blood feuds. <laughs> Same uh, principles, right, though, cake mm. decorating and sewage maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> just get a big enough licorice strap and you can probably yeah. do anything you need to D- do. Just, just squirt like, a bit out here yeah. and squirt a bit out there. Bit a bit of desiccated kind of coconut in there and it'll be fine. Out. Yeah, very good. So, I, w- I would say techno-economic solutions is not the best name for a cake company either. <laughs> no, no, it's not actually a cake company. It's a company whose director is this person um, who is a cake decorator because it seems that the plant... It seems that it's kind of a shell company for an overseas Indian company to be able to operate their New Zealand-based businesses from, and that they're then going to use local subcontractors. But the guy, the asset manager who oversaw all of this, uh, perhaps quite coincidentally, is also under investigation by the Serious Fraud Office. <laughs> so so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Back over to key, Tea Cake 421. And the word that I'd like you to apply to cake is plagiarism. <laughs> Plagiarism, is, is that like when, is that like any cake that's been made after 1939, if you make it from that recipe, you're actually plagiarising that recipe? Is, is that how recipes work? I don't think they're copyrighted. I don't know, I'm maybe, sure some are. Maybe some of them are. Um, I, mean, I, had if, a, I had a friend who like, went to a cake company that sounds a bit like Schmemine Cakes and, <laughs> <laughs> and described exactly what she wanted her cake decorated for for her special event mm. and found that they had incorporated that design into their range of cakes that they sold. Oh, Cake nemesis of our sponsor mm. as well. Wow. So, so what I'm thinking about here is a specific act of cake plagiarism. Oh, Can, oh I know this. No, one. Yeah. oh, you've you've had your chance, tea cake forty one. Oh, so I want to don't say go... something funny first. Okay, Jeff, say <laughs> something funny. All oh, right, no, no, no. This is the serious one now. I've said something <coughs> funny. This is the one. Donald Trump's cake. Donald Trump's inauguration cake. Absolutely. was a direct copy of Barack Obama's inauguration cake from four years from earlier. Four years. Yeah. It may possibly have been the same cake. <laughs> four years earlier. Yeah. yeah you, you're absolutely right. So not only did the White House organise this cake at, at the super last minute, at the absolute last minute, but they commissioned a baker to replicate, um, sorry, to exactly, quote, replicate the Obama's cake, which was a multi-flavoured nine-layered cake that had been designed by celebrity chef Duff Goldman. Um, what was the difference between the two cakes, though? No chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the perfect metaphor 
for the Trump administration, their cake was made of polystyrene. That's correct. Yeah. You're absolutely correct. The, the only difference was that there was only a three-inch slice of cake at the bottom of Trump's cake that was edible. So, so the slice that got kind of cut out and then kind of demonstratively uh, eaten for the cameras. Um, now, the baker who made this replica cake was a woman called Tiffany McIsaac, and she planned to... She, she gives this big account of being asked at the last minute to replicate this cake, and she planned to donate the proceeds to the LGBT non-profit for human rights campaign. <laughs> she also added that she thought Trump was unqualified to be president. But hey, you take your business where you can. So um, I was wondering what sort of cake, plagiarised or original, might some pop culture characters or leaders have? Any ideas? I, 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 pre, I pre-prepared some. Uh, Jabba the Hutt might have a Tatooine, for instance. Nice. Yeah. Captain Ahab might have a Moby Spotted Dick. <laughs> you could celebrate your binge watch of Stranger Things with an upside down cake. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anything else pun? All good suggestions, Erin. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 in fact, Scott might be interested in the way that Katniss Everdeen might have a mockingbird cake, which is a grittier version of a hummingbird cake, only in two parts. Mm. <laughs> I guess the the Pope could have his cake and edict too. Oh, very good. You can have points for that as well. The Count of Monte Cristo would have a Chateau Gateau. It's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. That, but it's terrible enough for a point. Okay, yes. Yes, yes. Points, points for a uh, Rob Stark could have a red wedding velvet cake. Oh, <laughs> very good. The Blair Witch would have a black forest cake. Good. <laughs> that's it. That's it. We've exhausted all that's the options. Of course, and Rocky and Bullwinkle would have a chocolate mousse. Oh, very good. Bruce Wayne would have a Battenberg. <laughs> so, um, don't go caking my heart. The word that I would like you to apply to cake is birth. Never combine those two things. Um, or always combine them mm. to commemorate the birth yeah. every year in there's the form a, of a there's cake. There's a one-year stand-down period before cake <laughs> should be involved mm. with birth. What, what, what if I said... We're not thinking about birth, but after birth. Never make that into a cake either. Never. I think that is actually what people have done. Oh my god! Because you can take you can take placenta and you can like put it into pills and stuff. And some people have taken to 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 eating uh, after birth or placenta as like for the health benefits. Yeah, there's all sorts of recipes online. (laughs) 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 What what I'm thinking of here is the anatomical term placenta is Latin for cake. Or flat cake, which refers to the organ's kind of round, flat shape. Um, so, do you have any ideas what went into the ancient Roman dish placenta, which was a type of cake? I'm, uh, no, no, it's nice. It's nice <laughs> for everyone. Yeah. Flour. You can have a point, Jeff. Yes. <laughs> Eggs. No, I'm not actually sure about this. Are you um, sure it's nice? Because the Romans were all about you know nightingales' tongues and fermented fish juice and things like that, and you know. Well, placenta was a very special cake. It was a significant sacrificial dish, so it was a dish that would be made as a um, religious offering to the gods, and it was a dish that consisted of many uh, layers of thin dough or pastry interspersed with a mixture of cheese or honey, or cheese and honey, and then flavoured with bay leaves, then covered and baked in honey as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you can find recipes online for this that use uh, ricotta, mixtures of ricotta and honey, or a sharp cheddar cheese and honey as well. Um, I would like to hesitate uh, to, to let you know, though... 
not to uh, do a Google image search for placenta and cake, uh, which I did in the preparation of this episode. So um, keep that up to yourselves. Um, who are we up to now? Is this? Are we up to TK? I don't know, but I've just remembered that we've got, I've got both cake and placenta in my freezer at home. <laughs> don't get them mixed up. No, no, you don't yeah. do that. Unless you plan to. Yeah. No, the only not. cake I wanted yeah. after birth was cheesecake. Yeah, fair enough too. So, so the word that I'd like to give you to relate to cake is deception. The cake is a lie? Absolutely. The most famous cake in gaming. Yes. Would you like to tell me about the cake is a lie? The cake is a lie is a, uh, is a quote from uh, an incredibly good puzzle game called Portal and Portal 2, which is where um, Chell, the uh, silent protagonist of the game, is promised cake if she ser- completes a series of tests using a portal gun. However, um, it, as it turns out through the unfolding narrative, without giving too many spoilers away, <laughs> uh, the cake is a lie, and there will be no cake at the end of her trials. That's correct. Uh, now the cake is a lie has um, kind of become a meme in its own right to convey the message that a promised gift is being used to motivate without any intention of delivering. Um, I know a bunch of you hear appearance, so mm. you'll be well familiar with um, the concept of the cake is a lie. So that takes us to the end of the hashtag cake news round. Scott, how's it going in the kitchen? Oh, hello there, Erin. Uh, didn't see you there again. Just uh, busy ladling some placenta into my, uh, my uh, Cthulhu cake that I'm making for my 16-year-old son. Uh, it's hard to get the form right because I can't look directly at the cake or else I go mad. But uh, I think it's coming along nicely. Uh, so we have some scores for you. Good, good to hear. Uh, we have uh, one team with a, a small score, small like a pony, a masker pony. That's uh, <laughs> six points for tea cake four two one. But uh, desiccating them with a score of eight points is don't go caking my heart. Don't go caking my heart. <laughs> Um, each of the panellists to do some homework I've asked them to write a cake themed piece of revisionist fan fiction about (laughs) a text of their choice Um, so uh, Ben, how about you go first Sure, I would like you to cast your mind back to the 90s uh, where a crusading hero stood up for a course he believed in Uh, and I'd like to strain that through a cake like filter uh, for the adventures of Cake Tin Planet Uh, (laughs) So there are a couple of songs in here, of course, because mm. Cakes and Planet has an important theme song. Yeah. So every episode starts with the Cakes and Planet theme song, which goes, Cakes and Planet, he's a hero. Your blood sugar will be well above zero. <laughs> he's a powers magnified, and he tastes so good when he's inside. And then we cut to, like, some cheap Korean animation of, like, they're always on a coastal environment somewhere, and the planet is there, and there's another crisis. Oh, No! Professor Vegetable's diet bots are reducing childhood obesity across New England. <laughs> Not on our watch. Let our powers combine. Chocolate. Carrot. Madeira. Birthday. <laughs> Heart. <laughs> of jam. <laughs> By your powers combined, I am Cake Tin Planet. We're the cake of tears. You can be one too. Because eating a whole gato is the thing to do. <laughs> Diet moderation is not the way. Hear what Caked in Planet has to say. The self-raising flower is yours. Yeah. 
Very good. Um, <laughs> Moata. Mine's a bit different from that. <laughs> this was inspired... It's not... I don't know if you would call this fan fiction, but it was sort of uh, inspired by um, my extreme hunger um, when I was pregnant. Um, which, if any of you have been pregnant, then you will understand what I mean. It's called Cake and Death. It was relentless, gruelling and repetitious. Even under normal circumstances, the grind of waking in the early hours to come to work in the dark every day would get him after a while. The fact that he wasn't his own boss made it worse. He would have loved a day off every once in a while, but there were always people wanting their wares, which needed to be constantly replenished. That was before. It was before the new customer had walked in the door. Not a local, not a familiar face in a town where all faces were known. A stranger. The first time she'd spoken in that surprisingly sing-songy manner, he'd thought her a joke, but it soon became apparent that she was deadly serious. Deadly. His boss was the first to be killed. He'd ended up with a bread knife in the bread basket. A fitting end for a baker, you could say. All the other customers who could flee had, as the creature that looked human but obviously wasn't, had slashed her way through anyone who had the misfortune to be in striking distance. she then barricaded herself in. She'd since also dispatched the girl who took the money and the boss's wife. He'd tried to escape himself a few times, but she'd moved at preternatural speed, throwing him about like a doll. She, at the thing, had started to make what looked like a den or nest in one corner of the bakery, using chair legs, dismembered legs, anything that happened to be lying around. God, could it be true? Was she about to birth some monstrous offspring? His own wife had been ravenous when she was pregnant, but in a normal human way, not like this. He worked as fast as he could, but after three days on his feet, he was getting slower. But she didn't seem to be getting any less hungry, and he was running out of ingredients. She slapped her hands again and again on the tabletop, that implacable rhythm, and he wondered if he'd lived long enough to be driven mad by it. And then she spoke again, the same words, the only words she'd spoken at all. Pat a cake. Pat a cake, baker's man. <laughs> Bake me a cake as fast as you can. <laughs> oh... So, so we have Caked in Planet and we have a, a tale of monstrous pregnancy, yeah? Um, I'm going to give that to Moata for the very selfish reason that monstrous pregnancy is my area of academic expertise. <laughs> <laughs> no, your audience. <laughs> so this next round, round two, is a, um, a version of Joke Joke Die called Cake Cake Diet. Mm. Uh, it's a quick-fire dingin' round and panellists will have to complete a joke. I like my blank like I like my blank. So I like my men like I like my mud cake... Dense, for instance. <laughs> the joke is, I like my blank like I like my cookies. You don't have to make a good joke. <laughs> I like my men like I like my cookies. Baked. <laughs> Very good. I like my women like I like my cookies. Hot and fresh. I like my women like I like my cookies. From that factory on the way to Darfield. <laughs> <laughs> I like my blank like I like my oven. I like my men like I like my oven. Dirty, but I only go there like once a year. <laughs> I like my I like my women like I like my oven, without buns in them. <laughs> I like my blank like I like my cupcakes. 
I like my woman like I like my cupcakes. At least four in a session. <laughs> I like my men like I like my cupcakes. Cream filled. <laughs> I like my women like I like my cupcakes. Well presented and cute. Aww. I like my blank like I like my milk. <laughs> I like my women like I like my milk. Not expired. <laughs> I like my men like I like my milk. Chocolate. <laughs> I like my blank like I like my butter. Like my women, like I like my butter. Recently scientifically proved not to be much of a health hazard. <laughs> Last one. I like my blank, like I like my icing. I like my women, like I like my icing. On top. <laughs> <laughs> I like my women, like I like my icing. Sweet. All right. I like my women like I like my icing all over. And that's probably a yeah. good place to finish yeah. that round. Uh, over to Scott in the kitchen. Oh, hello there, Erin. <laughs> Just finishing off my uh, exact uh, life scale replica of my, uh, my solo uh, infant baby uh, as a cake. Just piping some chocolate sauce into the uh, uh, white icing nappy there. Very nice. <laughs> Now, I have some points to, uh, to share with you, Erin, to share Good. with you some points. Now, you see, uh, on, on 17 points, uh, self-sourcing their points, uh, don't go caking my heart, 17 points there, but shorter eyes past 17 points is tea cake 421 on 20 points. Oh, very close. Tea cake 421. <laughs> so this... Our next round is a Bad for Your Health edition of Bad for Your Elf. Uh, <laughs> the following titles that I'm going to give to, um, I think I'll give them to Don't Go Caking My Heart. There you go. Sorry, I mangled okay. a bit of paper there. At least you printed them out. <laughs> yeah. The following, what, what I've given to Don't Go Caking My Heart are titles of fan fiction written about the UK reality show The Great British Bake Off <laughs> that I've taken from the archive of our own, a site devoted to transformative fan works, fan fiction, fan art, fan videos and podfic. Um, what they need to do is sprinkle fake titles amongst the ones that I've provided um, and the other team must judge whether or not it's a true tart tale or a fake cake fic. Right. You should calibrate, by the way, you should calibrate at amazing because these are amazing. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start with The Great Voltron Bake Off. <laughs> Ooh, well, I mean, Voltron is great. <laughs> and um, I think that the Great British Bake Off and Voltron are both primed for a crossover fiction. Hmm. I mean, it's about people working together to create something bigger than the whole. Um, um, that, that's, I, that's true. It's that crossover true? fanfic with Voltron Legendary, legendary Defender. Isn't it, isn't it like the, the five ingredients form together to form Voltron? Vult no, no it's, it's actually just characters from that stupid cartoon making okay. a cake. So it <laughs> doesn't, yeah. Carry on. Uh, next is Aw Nuts. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, it was supposed to be calibrated for amazing. Yeah, it's not really that amazing, is it? I don't think I don't think it's real. What do you think? 
Nah. It is in fact true. Ah, nuts. They use three W's. That's amazing. And the word R, that's pretty Well, you didn't specify the number of W's. (laughs) Uh, A fruity affair. A fruity affair? That sounds very plausibly British. It sounds plausible, but is it too plausible? Like, would they go fruity if they're talking about the British Bake Off? I mean, it's a British Bake Off. Fruity is not... Well, it's kind of a... (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, true. Oh, they've made it up. Ah, probably be there tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing it right now. The baked off job. <laughs> what does that even mean? No, no, I don't. I don't think that one's real. Um, it is real. It's <laughs> leverage crossover fic. So, so it's about a caper. It's a crossover um, uh. fic about the show Leverage. Can we just pause to go? How is this a thing? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, okay. we can. Uh, mustn't be afraid to bake a little bigger, darling. <laughs> that's totally real. Yeah, I think that's real. That's Inception Great British Bake Off crossover fix. So yes, you are correct, that is real. Uh, the Malteser Falcon. <laughs> the Malteser Fal- Falcon. Could be real. Could be Malteser like, Falcon. Like film, cake film noir. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's real. I don't know. I'm not buying it. No, Papers is rock. We, we need a verdict. <laughs> nope, it's real. <laughs> <laughs> Another couple. Putting one in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> now, with my knowledge of fan fiction, um, I would say that's probably a real title. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think some knowledge of what the British Great British Bake Off actually is would come in handy. <laughs> sure involves baking. Mm. Yeah. Uh, mission impeccable. See, I'm inclined to say no again, but I've wow, done really badly. Impeccable thing in this show. I've never watched this go show. Go the opposite of what I want to do. So let's say yeah. it's real. Yeah, go the do the George Costanza. Yeah. Yeah. It's real. That one was real. Yeah. Very good. Um, and one more. Pocus gone, go. <laughs> I want going. it to be real. I really want it to be real. I think real. Real. Please may that be real. No, it's not real. Ah! <laughs> so, so some of the other titles that I pulled from these 57 uh, fics available on Archive of Our Own were Bakers and Lovers, 4 and 20 Lovebirds Baked in a Pie, uh, this takes the cake. Bake it stop, which was a crossover fic with the 100. Baking up a storm, a crossover fic with Once Upon a Time. Um, cream fingers and midnight experimentation. Uh, and my favourite was Cakes and Other Sins, which was an alternate universe Sherlock crossover fic. Um, <laughs> this is this is the this is the teaser. Sherlock and John meet as competing bakers on the Great British Bake Off. <laughs> There's intense baking, lush recipes, and enticing food. Mycroft guilt, past sins in chocolate and gingerbread, and love. That too. <laughs> so over to Scott for the scores. Well, Erin, well, Erin, it's, it's a real great nerdish bake-off here tonight. Uh, because on 26 points, uh, tea cake 41 are baking brownies. But let me tell you, giving them their just desserts on 27 points is Ooh. don't go caking my heart. Very close. Don't go mm. caking my heart. <laughs> 
going to return uh, to the homework round. Jeff, I'd like to hear from you about your fanfic. Yes, well, it's good that you mentioned uh, Portal before with the cake is a lie because uh, my uh, fanfiction is set in the Portal universe. <laughs> the act of creation can ultimately lead to one's destruction. For the researchers at Aperture Science, of course, it was GLaDOS. Their creation ultimately turned on them and wiped them out with a small amount of neurotoxin. But once she had destroyed her creators and been left to her own devices, so too GLaDOS sought also to create. But what would she create? How could she test the limits of what science could achieve? Well, in Aperture Science, whatever is made can often turn out to be more than was intended. She followed the instructions, but a computer cannot know that life will always find a way. And so, when, during the game, she says, there will be cake, in the end, she told the truth. GLaDOS's creation wanders the halls of Aperture Science. It is self-raised. It is crusty. <laughs> it is angry. And it has a portal gun. The truth is, the cake is alive. Oh, <laughs> very good. And Tara, over to you. Um, so my fanfic uh, is a rap. Um, <laughs> indulge me, please. Would you like me to drop a flat, a flat beat? If you? you could click, that would be good. Could you click? Like a beatbox. No, I please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. Uh, okay, you, it's the wrong rhythm, just stop. <laughs> okay, so it goes like this. <clears throat> How does a cream-filled, spongy son of a Duke and an Aussie lost in the middle of a forgotten spot in the Antipodes by simple fate made to taste great in coconut grow up to be a hero and to know a lot? The two-dollar school fair fair without a care got a lot farther by being a sweet charmer, by tasting great to farmers, by having no drama. Screw Pavlova, this cake is the real Casanova. And every day, while muffins were being stuffed in and eaten by all, he heard his call. He struggled and stayed delicious. Inside, he was longing for it to be clear-cut. The icon was ready to be cooked and rolled in coconut. Then a great man came and icing began to rain. Our cake saw the future of Pav go up in flames. Put a slice on the plate. Their loss was our gain. It was not in vain. It tastes anything but plain. Well, the word got around and they said, this cake is insane, man. I can think of a million things that this tastes better than. We'll make a declaration. Don't forget from whence it came. And the world is going to know your name. What's your name, man? Alexander Labington. first musical theatre themed fanfic that we've had on this show so 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 as, as well as getting the points for this round you get some bonus points for um augmenting the form <laughs> right over to you Scott again how are you doing uh, oh I'm wrapping 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 up the spare bits of cake that I've uh, not eaten up so far and uh let me tell you Erin it's, it's still very close despite that musical interlude very exciting now one team <laughs> Uh, they are tea cake four two one have been in the oven a bit too long and they're getting a bit burnt on thirty five points Ooh. and sponging up all the rest of the points on thirty eight points. Don't go caking my heart. Don't go caking my heart. 
of course, it's still anyone's game and it's still anyone's cake. And we're now into the last round, uh, round four called Cake Crusaders. This is a pitch round in which teams are going to have to pitch a new superhero or supervillain of their choice, complete with origin story based on a type of dessert that I'm going to give them. Um, and you, the audience, now fill up with cake, uh, are going to decide which is better. Um, which team would like to go first? How about we start with... Um, let's start with Don't Go Caking My Heart since you have the advantage. I would like you to create a superhero or supervillain uh, complete with origin story based around cheesecake. And you have uh, three minutes, I think, or, or as long as it takes. You can start now. Well, cheesecake is the story of an outside... The cheesecake man, as he has become known, is the story of an outsider because he always had to fight for his place because he's not a real cake. <laughs> he's actually a dessert. Uh, he's, he's, so, and so the other cakes never cut him any slack. Then when he wants to go into the, you know, the club of the other cakes, he can't get any respect. Mm, he's always been uh, dealing with stigma in his life because people are like, cheese isn't a dessert. Uh, and it's really upset him. So, um, so he, goes, yeah, he goes out into the wild, basically, like, I'm just like, screw this whole scene, man. Like, I'm just, I just want to get out of the city. And as he, he goes out into the, the country, he is uh, hit by lightning. And he becomes a, a refined type of cheesecake, a new type of cheesecake with electrical-based powers. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and so it obviously attracts a lot of interest from companies like Sarah Lee. Like, well, just imagine if we could sell a frozen cheesecake that has the ability to turn on a television from across the room, which is just one of his many abilities. And uh, so he's got a lot of media attention, but he realizes, comes to realise after a period of, you know, grappling with his new responsibilities, that he has to use his powers for good. Yeah, so um, he sacrifices himself and uh, goes to work at a power plant, uh, but everyone there eats him. <laughs> it's it's a short, tragic story. <laughs> it took an unexpected turn, if I'm honest. But that's what happens. That's, you know, that's just like, it's a one-off. It's like a one-shot. It's going to be acclaimed. It's gritty, right? It's gritty. There's a lot of drama. It's like Watchmen, basically. Yeah. But there's a sequel. There is a sequel. Son of Cheesecake. <laughs> Which is where the serialisation comes in. Mm, okay, good. So we have the self-sacrificing Cheesecake Man. Does, does he have a catchphrase? No. <laughs> <laughs> Cliche. That's cliche. This is, this, is, this is literature. Okay. This is like this is not a comic book. This is a graphic novel. All right. <laughs> right. Over to team uh, T Cake Four Two One. I'd like you to pitch us all a new superhero or supervillain, complete with origin story based on lemon meringue pie. Lemon meringue pie. Well, obviously, um, this story starts with. Uh, the story always starts, as they all do, on a dark and stormy night inside a dessert factory where uh, the, uh, the, uh, a, 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 a harried and uh, bullied uh, secretary at the, at the dessert factory has been forced to work late once again by her demented boss. And she has to lock up the building after um, everyone else has left because of that. And she is travelling uh, traveling through the, uh, the hallways near the large vats of lemon curd, 
when uh, an unfortunate lightning strike, <laughs> much like the one that uh, created... I'm actually thinking crossover, Cheesecake right? Man. Yeah. <laughs> Cheesecake Man strikes the factory, causing the vats of lemon curd to rupture, and the uh, uniquely energised lemon curd formula washes over her, imbuing her with superhuman abilities. Yes, and um, it so happens that there is a... Um, a battery chicken farm right next door. Mm. Uh, and this also gets hit by lightning because it's there's a, a lot of it going around. It, through. <laughs> it, it, was, it was very poorly made. There's it's, like it's wires going from the two um, of them. These lightning strikes. Yeah. Um, and hence the, the lemon and the egg combine yep. to make a lemon meringue pie. Absolutely. And of course, person. from being persecuted and from being put down, she's already quite bitter and sour. Mm. And the accident only enhances those traits in her. And so she becomes lemon meringue. She's, um, she's there to stand up for the downtrodden, uh, like chickens, mm. the battery farm chickens. So she's all against animal cruelty. Yep. Um... She's, she's, she's taken a cake stand. She is. <laughs> Against injustice. Yes, absolutely. She is the hero of her own story. Um, but of course, being with Lemon, she's, she's, she's taken that bitterness and she's, she's going too far. So she's really riding that line between hero or villain. It, you're never quite sure. It's the classic identity crisis absolutely. of the superhero tale, isn't absolutely. it? It's like, who am I? Am I a Lemon Tart or am I a Pavlova? Mm. Am I sweet? Am I sour? You're both. So does she have a catchphrase? I think I already said it. Unless you've got a better one. No, am I, am, I, am I sweet or sour? Very good. So we have, on one hand, the dark, gritty, uh, literary, graphic novel about the self-sacrificing I mean, cheesecake I man. I suppose that one was OK if you like you know, your typical cliché dessert-based superpower story. But <laughs> that, we've, that we've seen so many times before. Oh, did, did, that, did we forget to mention the talking chicken sidekick? I think we forgot to mention the talking chicken. Oh, go on. Oh, it's Clucky. Yeah. Clucky just is there to add something for the kids. It's voiced by Alan Tudyk. Yeah. Great. So, great. so, so you're voting either for dark, gritty literary graphic novels that spin off into a rather um, fluffy uh, son of cheesecake uh, storyline, or you are voting for the sweet and sour, ambivalent hero slash villain uh, Lemon Meringue and her obnoxious sidekick. <laughs> uh, votes for. Cheesecake Man. And votes for Lemon Meringue. <laughs> Handing that one over to Tea Cake 421. So while Scott is tallying up. <laughs> While Scott is telling Don't worry you'll become a cult classic later on While Scott is tallying up our scores I'd like to thank again the Cake Eating Company um, You can head to uh, the Backstreet Cafe At 79 Buchan Street in Sydenham uh, Where there's always a small selection of cakes and treats available And they're also open on Saturdays from 10 till 3 For pickups, takeaways and cake by the slice Like we've had tonight And the last Thursday of the month They host a pop-up taco and dessert restaurant night uh, You can book at 
that at their website, thecakeeatingco.co.nz. And also, you can have a look at the tickets available for high tea on Mother's Day at 10am and 2.30 on May the 14th. Uh, that's going to be at Wigram Bases Ballroom and Anteroom. So, Scott, who gets cake, who gets death? Well, well, Erin, I'm a bit upset. I was listening to those stories while I was minding my own business trying to make a, a mogwai cake. And I got a bit emotional when uh, Cheesecake Man... Uh, suffered that ill fate, and I, I cried tears. I, I tried to wipe my tears on my penny, but they dropped onto the mogwai cake, and it's now a, it's ruined. It's a gremlin cake. Very sad about that. But uh, I have some points for you, some final points. On 45 points, battered and beaten, don't go caking my heart, and blowing out their candles on 52 points, Pavlova Achievers, Tea Cake 421. Tea Cake 421. <laughs> Congratulations to our winners. Thanks always to Orange Studios on Ferry Road in Christchurch, to our audience, to you, our listeners at home. You can find us on Facebook, on iTunes, and at nerddegree.com. Um, and we're leaving tonight with good news that because of our sponsors' generosity, it's meant that we have leftovers, which means that you really can have your cake and eat it too. Good night. Woo!